Welcome back, everybody, to Conversations with Adam, the podcast that brings you new and exciting guests pretty much every week. This week, we have Brennan Hoshin on. Brennan and I have known each other, oh, probably a decade now, uh, maybe a little bit longer. We've done airsoft, homeschool, uh, sports and stuff together, uh, but this, I think, is the longest conversation uh, we've ever had. So it was really fun. Uh, thank you, Brendan, for coming on. Uh, I had, had a ton of fun doing this podcast. Uh, so it's just him and I. And if you know him, if you don't know him, it'll be a good podcast. We talk about um, motorsports. We talk about memes. We talk about injuries. Uh, he broke his neck while basically doing motorcycle stuff in Capitol Forest. It's a cool podcast. So, without further ado, take a listen. Okay, let's get started then. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> All we, right. We warmed up a little bit, but we're going to do more warming up. I might be ready. <laughs> Welcome back to Conversations with Adam, everybody. Today, in the studio, which we are back in the actual studio, the laundry slash computer room. Oh, were we in a different studio before? So I, I'm able to take my setup yeah. and like I can go places and record. So I just take the laptop, um, this audio converter, and the two microphones. Okay. And I can go anywhere. So that that's what um, that's what I just got into two weeks ago. Okay. Two weeks ago, I got all this stuff. You scoot all these over to the Grand Horse? Yep. Oh, cool. Yep. All this stuff, took it up there, recorded in their shop. Um, but... So we, I can go mobile, but today we're in the non-mobile studio, my house. Nice, the official place. The official place of the podcast. <laughs> Where it was started. Right, actually right here, when we only had one mic, and uh, Gianni and Vinny and shared. sat here and shared yeah. after we had steak, actually, it was really good, really good. Uh, but in the studio, Brendan Hoshin, welcome to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> Um, we got some, a couple things to talk about today. I had, I've got a couple subjects kind of picked out. Okay. Like okay. we've, like I've mentioned. Well, uh, I'm totally clueless. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> so we'll start, we'll start with a couple of questions. I got, so this, basically this format right here, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. I heard this on the team never quit podcast. Never heard of him. So team never quit is Marcus Luttrell. And a couple other of his buddies. They're all Navy SEALs. And they have a podcast where they bring on other veteran influencers. And they bring on other people who have a never quit story. And their never quit story is often sometime where they had a really dark time in their life. Where they um, were doing something extremely difficult. And the mental process that they had to go through to keep going and never quit is kind of what they try to bring up on their podcast. Okay. But when they bring everybody on, they ask them like eight to ten questions rapidly. And they try to get their answers to them. And if the person wants to go in depth, they can. Um, but I have a six-question gauntlet for you. Okay. Then um, this will just get let people get to know you a little bit. And then kind of give us a little bit of background going into the podcast. Alrighty. Seem legit? It does. Okay. So, 
here is the gauntlet. Dun, 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 dun. So, first question. Favorite superhero? Go. Uh, Captain America. I'm sorry, it's kind of lame. It may have switched to Iron Man, maybe after Endgame, but... I like Captain America. Yeah? So, I had a job at Lowe's. Okay, um, I think I remember that. Yeah, you probably... How many years... Was that four years ago now? Five years ago. Something like that. I just remember... Was, it was... I was 18. Yeah, yeah. So, it was four years ago. Five years... Yeah. Okay, anyway. Point is... Um, I had the job there, and the guy, a guy wanted to call me Banner. A guy called everybody by superhero names. And he huh. wanted to call me Banner. And I was like, why? And he's like, well, you lift all the heavy stuff, so you must be the Hulk. And I was like, no. No, I'm, I'm just... not angry like that. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. Well, who do you like then? And I was like, I like Captain America. And he's like, yes, you look like you could be Captain America. <laughs> so for the rest of the time I was there, he would call me Cap. Nice. That's, so, a, that's a pretty good nickname to have there. We share a favorite superhero. I like this. Okay. This is going in the right direction. That's good. That's good. <laughs> okay, next question. If you could drive one car for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oof, that's a that's a big toughie. Uh, okay. Um, for the rest of your life. Shoot. So it has to be kind of practical. You can't can't do something kind of dumb. Uh, I mean, you could do something. You could do something dumb. You know what? A car that what, I've if always... You, if you, you want it. And you would drive it for the rest of your life. It's really practical. It's not like a super sport car, you know, something you drive just the weekends. A uh, Toyota Tacoma, one of the newer ones, the sport oh, edition. Yeah. So those things haul. Yeah. They got plenty of torque, maybe like the V6 version. Yeah. So that would be pretty great. Uh, yeah, so I've really liked the Tacomas. Yeah. For... Actually, no, I was working at Lowe's and somebody said, dude, if you ever get a chance, get a Tacoma. Yeah. Actually, it was a customer walking into the store. We were talking about it. And um, some lady behind him randomly was like, yes, if you can get a Tacoma, get it. Yeah. The only thing that I would like be concerned about is their, their bed size just because they're not incredibly no, they're big, not. not compared to like the F-250s and stuff. Yeah, you know, the Tundras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Tundras are massive. I think they're just ridiculously big now. They didn't yeah. used to be. Yeah. What do you think? So... This is not going to be a rapid-fire question to everybody. I changed my mind. <laughs> so, with the um, with Toyotas, they seem to me like town cars. Like, if, you, if you're hauling stuff around town, you know, you're going to pick up, like, you're taking the canoes to the lake. You're taking, um, you're taking your kids to soccer practice. Toyotas seem like they have that vibe to me. Am I wrong? Perhaps. Because <laughs> um, they don't they don't strike me like, oh, brother, you get your big Ford truck and you go down in the woods and you go mudding with it. See, like, I, they don't you, strike me like that. You can lift them. You can lift them. They they you know I really like. They do. They, yeah. I like the look of those the big, especially the older ones like the eighties, like the four x four ones. Those. Yeah. Those look great. I mean, people are probably gonna hate me for that, but I I personally like the look of those ones with the huge knobby tires. Yeah. We, well, with the, like, the Tacomas from yeah. back in the 80s? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I've seen an 80s Tacoma. They're pretty good. Or I like them. I was looking into buying them, but they hold their value so well. Like, I was looking, and I was like, I was like 12, 13 grand for something that's, like, that old? Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's the other thing about Toyota as, like, a brand. Their cars, number one, they just last. Oh, yeah. Right? 
um, you buy like a 90s Camry, you're still good to go. Same with the Hondas, unless, you know, you get like your Honda kid who blows it up. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Like totally soups it up, drops yeah. it down. We actually, <clears throat> funny story, ours was stolen. Really? Our 96 Honda Accord was stolen. And um, right out of the driveway. So like you weren't like out in a parking lot or anything? No. Just right from your own home? Nothing. Just sitting right here. Guy pulls in. Okay, I didn't see this, but I came home like right after it had happened. He had pulled in in a 95 Accord. Or 95 Civic. Took his shave key out of the ignition. Left the car running. Jumped over to our car. Started it up. And then, like, hauled off. So I came, I come into the, like, it was like 9.30. Uh-huh. I was at a networking event in, in Tacoma for school. How long ago was this? About a year ago. Oh, wow. So it's, like, pretty recent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, the guy, actually, he skipped bail and was, like, out on the lam for, like, a month. Like, a month ago. He was just out for a month. Really? Nobody, Nobody found, nobody could see him. It was actually a King 5 news story. Huh. Like, they did a big story on this guy. Um, anyway, so he stole our car. And then in, what was it, 12 hours, we got our car back. Because he had parked it and gone to steal another 90s Accord. I guess he just really liked them. <laughs> They're the most easy cars to break into. Are they really? Yep. All you need is, like, a little stupid shave key or whatever. Yeah. And they're good to get. You're good to go. Really? Yeah. You just there's locks. Just it was the lock. It wasn't like how the door was designed or how the no. window was. Okay. No, it was the lock because you could stick it shape key in the ignition and just turn it and it starts right up. Crazy. Well, so, now they got that program stuff in their in their fobs. So, mm-hmm. man, I've had some rough stories with that <laughs> trying to program them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They're they're frustrating. I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. So. These 90s era Hondas just, they get stolen all the time. Um, when the guy dropped it off, he left us with basically his drug spoons. Oh. Big old thing of uh, weed in Yum. the back of the car under the seat. <laughs> Yum. Um, so I guess he was looking to have a good time. Um, and yeah, all of his stuff in the back of the car. It was great. Oh, and a bugles, a bag of bugles. Oh, dude. Because he got munchies. I would have eaten the bugles. <laughs> Actually, it was empty. Oh. <laughs> leave us crumbs. Dang it. <laughs> Dude, he ate everything. And, like, basically took our car off-roading. Oh, wow. So anyway. Was it all mudded up and Well, it wasn't dirty. completely, but it was dirty. So, oh. I was... People have no respect. <laughs> <laughs> they have no respect for stolen cars. I know. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, back on track. Yeah. Question. Next question. Best ice cream flavor. Ooh, uh... Oh, this is tough. Uh, Cookie dough. There you go. Cookie dough. Yeah. I mean, that's always what I've gone for if I ever see it. Now, is it just straight cookie dough or cookie dough with chocolate chips? Uh, You know, I'll have either or. Okay. Probably, you know, I'll probably lean towards more of the the chocolate chip. Chocolate chip cookie dough with vanilla ice cream. Occasionally, I'll like, if I'm a Dairy Queen, I'll ask, hey, can you like do that with chocolate ice cream instead? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, they do it? Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Pretty customizable. They can get pretty much anything you want. If they have it on the menu, you can just throw it in, mix it together. It might cost a little bit more, but you can yeah. get what you want. <laughs> get what you want. 
Uh, soft or hard shell tacos? Uh, soft. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why waffle? Why why would you? So soft or hard shell? You took a you took a second to decide there. Uh, because I used to only get hard shell, but now I am like a burrito guy. So like okay. all I all I get okay. is like soft stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would. I honestly, I have to go for the soft shell because. If I want, if I get a hard shell taco, it's like I could just eat this with chips. Uh huh. Uh huh. Why don't I just eat this with like some Doritos or you know? Taco, taco Bell's got you covered with that. They got the Doritos Locos Taco. Oh, they do. I can't eat those though. Yeah, they give me like gut bombs. Oh, <laughs> do anything? <laughs> yeah. Actually, no. I had Taco Bell one time. Totally fine. Like no issues. I was really surprised because there's a big stigma around yeah. Taco Bell. <laughs> what? Well, um, but no, I was totally fine. I was really surprised. Yeah. Well, uh, there, there are times like I, I 100% enjoy Taco Bell and I know it destroys me, but you know, <laughs> yeah. when, when, whenever it comes around, you know, like twice a year or something, it's their nacho fries, like their nacho fries or nacho fries box. Oh really? It destroys me, <laughs> but I buy it anyways <laughs> because Taco Bell, here's the other deal. Taco Bell just makes good stuff. I've heard it's like only eighty percent like meat though. The rest is like weird chemicals and stuff inside. Oh yeah, inside probably there, like, like ground beef, and, like weird stuff. Yeah, probably not the best for you. <laughs> oh no, not the. Are you going out to? Are you going out to fast food to eat good stuff for you though? <laughs> no, never. No. <laughs> you're going out because it's cheap, or you know, and it tastes like, kind of good. Listen, I need to relax, and I need to feel good. Yep. I'm gonna go to Taco Bell. That's when you hit up a Taco Bell. <laughs> Next question. Favorite band or music genre? Oh, okay. So this one's interesting because I almost want to call them phases. But right now I'm going through like, kind of like a metal phase. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like uh, System of a Down. Okay. Uh, Breaking Benjamin. So I've just been kind of, I, I don't know. I kind of call it my angry music. Yeah. I especially listen to it at work. But another one of my favorite artists, like, completely contradicts that is Chris Rice. Chris Rice. Yeah. I is love he... that guy. He's just all I don't know him. Christian. I almost call it gospel music, dude. It's great. Oh, really? Yeah. And, like, okay. it's great. <laughs> it was actually one of my mom's favorite artists growing up. So there's, like, a lot yeah. of emotional attachment to him. Oh, yeah. And, like, like, at work, I'll be listening to, like, this, like, this, like, death metal sometimes. <laughs> and then, like, over lunch, I switch to Chris Rice. And they're like, <laughs> Brennan, what the heck? <laughs> Brennan, what the heck? I don't know, man. Do you listen to it uh, on headphones, or do you uh, have a? Oh, it's just usually from my phone because I gotta be okay. gotta listen for numbers, you know, if they're calling them out at work. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do any Rage Against the Machine? Uh, Killing in the name of. Mm, I actually Radio. don't. I actually have like my one playlist. It's got like 150 songs on it. My brother, uh, my brother put it together mostly. Oh really? But I kind of mooch <laughs> off of his playlist that he made. Bradley, right? No, Nick. Bradley. <laughs> Bradley's, Bradley's listening to death metal. You know. <laughs> Bradley, are you okay? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So, so what was your what was your phase right before that? Uh, it was uh, 21 Pilots, just because I was going through like a really nostalgic time, mm-hmm. and 21 Pilots was like. My, they do a lot of nostalgic stuff. Yeah. So, early teens, maybe like mid-teens or something, mm-hmm. I listened to a lot of 21 Pilots. So, mm-hmm. it was really nice for me to come back and listen to that stuff again. It mm-hmm. just kind of like brought me back a little bit, which was yeah. really nice. Cool. Okay, last one. Uh, first thing you do when you get some free time. 
Oh, geez. Uh, especially, okay. Take a nap. <laughs> I figured that would be the, <laughs> figured that would be the answer. Work wears me out. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just lay down in bed, maybe watch like two YouTube videos because that actually puts me to sleep sometimes. Really? Just like if I find like a boring, but kind of like, no, not boring. Just like an interesting video with like somebody that's not super hyper. The ways of the koala. Yeah. Uh, that puts me to sleep. I'll just like, my eyes will get heavy and I'm like, all right, time to shut off YouTube, going to bed. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we should, we should define what you do for work. Uh, I work construction. Okay. Do you have any specialty within? Not. Construction? Not usually. We, uh, we do residential, commercial and remodels. I don't want to sound like an advertisement here, but, um, (laughs) we do like foundations, new construction, we do remodels, you know, so we we kind of do pretty much anything anybody, somebody asks for that has to do with a construction construction anything yeah so um do you have a specific area that you like a lot um i actually really enjoy framing especially like new construction just because it feels like you're getting a lot done and it's just Mm -hmm. it's pretty fun okay it's like building a new puzzle you know you got the plans oh yeah you know so it's kind of you know it's a big instruction booklet yeah you get to and then you have a little bit of your own freedom putting it together you know you know there has to be a wall there but you know there is like code and stuff you have to work with right to put it together so it's 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 really fun. I like it. I don't dread like going to work. Legos. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yep. Interesting. So when so when you get a when you get a set of plans, mm-hmm. do they the architect obviously do they draw it to like do they draw it to code or do they say I just want a wall right here and the room has to be twelve by sixteen and then you have to know the code and go, okay, well They'll studs be... have to be twelve inches on center or sixteen oh, inches or whatever. Yeah, like the studs and stuff, that's all kind of a given. We're supposed to know that kind of stuff. But there are if there are like unusual uh I guess little details, mm-hmm. there will be little notes and stuff, depending on who drew up the plans. Because even my uh my boss is actually has an engineering degree. So he'll oh, whip, really? he'll, he'll whip up plans of his own sometimes. They do have to be like oh, looked over and certified and stuff. Yeah. But the vast majority of the plans we do get are from other engineers. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. they will have little notes on the side if there is something like specific that needs to be done. That's like cool. Different. But yeah, the majority of the stuff we, it's just, I'm fairly new to it. So I don't have all of it. So, you know, of course I'll have to like go to somebody just be like right. double check, make sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing it right, you know. Mm-hmm. Is this up to code, you know? Yeah, and you guys don't run. So you guys basically just build the shell, and then you have other people come in and run electrical and plumbing. And yeah, we all don't stuff, we right? don't do electrical or plumbing, but we do work with uh, a couple companies that like are pretty close to us. So mm-hmm. we they do basically all of our jobs, and so, okay, so like basically any house that we're building, mm-hmm. they those the uh, the electrical company. Uh, does all of our electrical and this one plumber does all of our plumbing yeah and we actually share a building uh office space with the electrical guys so oh really our office is like a shared office between the two companies oh that's cool like yeah we work pretty close with them and gosh you know when you find a good crew in construction i'll let you stick with them because there's a lot of companies around like Mm -hmm. doing construction right yeah okay but uh, this crew, actually, it's, there's not too many of us. There's six total, including my boss. Um, really? So, so it's a small It's, it's pretty company. small. We do split, you know, throughout the day. We might have, like, three little job sites going, maybe pairs. But then uh, every once in a while, if there's a big job, we'll have all of us trying to whoop it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they're all, they're all pretty good guys. 
So how'd you, how'd you find the job? <laughs> so, um, uh, last year I was originally trying to get into plumbing. I still am, uh, through the union. That's a good career. Yeah. I'm it's a really good career. I'm really hoping I can, you know, land something in there. But, uh, I actually ended up having my accident and, mm-hmm. uh, I had to find, I would call it like a chill job. So yeah. I was, I was working in retail for a while, like yeah. a men's clothing store, Van Houston for like, Oh yeah four months after this accident while I was recovering. And as I was getting out of that job, I was starting to do, uh, look for some work in plumbing. And we know this plumber and he was wondering if I could try to work for him. But the only problem is he's in the union and I'm not. So I would have to be like paid under the table if I did that. And that's something I didn't really want to do. Yeah. Just because, you know, I needed something that would be on the books. Yeah. Something you could actually go and be like, Hey, listen, I actually did this job. Yeah. 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 Um, so one day, this like this guy, this Polish guy, just like calls me, and I'm like, he's like, I heard you're looking for work. Yeah. And I was like, who who is this? <laughs> who are you? Oh, he he uh, you know, he I'm not gonna name the company or the any names, but uh, he uh basically explained that the plumber guy that I knew directed him to me, asking if I wanted to work for him. So yeah, oh, really, that was actually a real blessing and uh, cool, pretty uh, pretty convenient pop up there. So yeah, yeah, I've been working there for. Seven months now. Seven months? Yeah. Cool. So you, you've gotten to see like, well, you've seen basically winter. What oh, yeah. winter looks like for them. I enjoy, I actually enjoyed the cold work more than the warm stuff. Really? Yeah. Because you can always put on more layers when it's cold. This is true. When it's hot. This is true. I mean, having a nice hot day is great on like a Sunday or a Saturday. Mm. But then if you're like out there and you're working around, moving around and mm-hmm. hauling stuff, yep. it gets pretty miserable sometimes. Yeah. So I definitely enjoy the cold stuff. Yeah. When I, I, when I was pushing carts at Lowe's, um, we had some 95 degree days, mm-hmm. 90, 90, 95 degree days. And, you know, walking out onto asphalt. It's like your feet are sticking to the asphalt, dude. Basically. And I had got so I bought, or did I buy? I think I bought them. Yeah, no, maybe my, maybe my parents bought them. New shoes, right? But they were running shoes. Yeah. ASIC running shoes. And it was like, they were expensive. They were like 100 bucks, right, for this pair of shoes. Really nice. By the end of four months working at Lowe's, I had ripped out the sides of the shoes like they were starting to fall apart. How'd you manage to do that? 15, 15 miles a day. Oh, geez. Walking back and forth. Because regular salespeople inside the store were walking seven miles a day. Mm-hmm. And I was back and forth out in the parking lot every 10 minutes. So that's a good, I don't know, 200, 300 yards. If you're walking, you're know, moving. Round, round trip. And uh, to get all of that done and just keep doing it for like an eight-hour shift or six-hour shift or sometimes it was like a four-hour shift. Yeah. That was a ton of walking. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm sure you guys in construction get like a ton of walking in, right? Yeah, but I would say probably not to that level that you were working at. <laughs> okay. Um, but it would get, I mean, you know, 90-degree day. Yeah. You're wearing like a white undershirt. Because <laughs> you gotta you gotta throw your vest on uh-huh. over that right, so you gotta throw your vest on. You got your gloves and you got your all this different stuff in your pockets. Anyway, I I do understand like working pushing cars up and you know loading bricks into people's cars. Oh yeah, it's dude, like ninety five degrees and you're like, 
gosh, this, this really sucks. <laughs> do I really want to work here? <laughs> do, I, do I want this job? It was a good job because it showed me, showed me a couple different things. Number one, I do want an education. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because I was, I was going to South Puget Sound uh, doing running start at the time. And I was like, yeah, I'm sticking with working in an office. And I met a guy there who had dropped out of college. He was doing accounting. Mm-hmm. And basically he was like, he's kind of hippie dude. Yeah. He's like, oh man, you know, I just want to, I went to school for accounting and I just didn't feel it. So I dropped out and I was, and he's like, yeah, I dropped out two years ago or something like that. And then he said, I would have had my degree by now and working in an air conditioned office. I kind of wish I would have stuck with it. And I was like, I will remember that story. Yeah. Yeah. Because when it, when it gets tough, I'm going to remember pushing carts. Use that guy to motivate you. Yes. And so I did. I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to end up working at Lowe's like this guy. Yeah. I want to do something else. And you know, it's a good job if you need a job. Yeah. Lowe's is a great place to work. Uh, The people I worked with were really fun. Um, A lot of them just in between jobs, transitioning, Uh, cool people. But I definitely knew I didn't want to do that the rest of my life. So, um, it was good to see, but yeah, long story short, yeah, well, short, short story long, short story long. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do get that. So, um, neat. I guess that's all of the quick questions that Great. I had. So those are really quick, you know? Yeah. Really fast. Really fast. <laughs> um, maybe I'll get more for next time. I don't know who the next guest is. Okay. So maybe we can brainstorm that. Because that's how I'm doing basically guests now. I'm kind of like yeah. being like, hey, who well, do I mean, you think I should have on? And you might you might get Nick in here, my, my younger brother, but you might have to click that explicit button once or twice. Just <laughs> <laughs> hit, the, hit the dump button. Yeah. Um, are you helping him work on his car? Because I keep seeing these pictures on Facebook. Um, Very occasionally. You know, like if he needs help, just like, there's a time he just mounted his tranny up to his engine or his mm-hmm. block. So you just need me to like hold something, you know, it's never, yeah. never more than like, here, hold this or, oh, okay. yeah. or here, I get here, that. here, grab that. Or, you know, hold this right here. Right. Don't move. <laughs> Don't move. Yeah. Hold it. Uh, so what's, what's he doing again? Uh, he's working for Tumwater Automotive. Uh, okay. He's not a technician there, but he is working really close with them. He's actually, I think he, he's pretty good buddies with a few of the people there. So he occasionally does get to go out and help them work on the cars. But he works on the front office, takes calls, kind of like schedules schedules appointments mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, but with his car, what's, oh. he, what's he doing with his car? Oh, he is, he uh, he's turbocharging it. So he had to rebuild the whole inside what of the engine. What does that mean? Uh, means if you put regular go-go juice in, yeah. uh, it'll go-go faster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you put the go-go juice in. Yep. Uh, so, so we're act- not talking. We're not talking nitrous. We're not talking no. anything like that. No. Okay. So here, I'll, I'll I'll actually explain what a turbocharger is. Okay. So there's actually like a turbocharger and there's a supercharger. Um, turbochargers are powered by your exhaust, and superchargers okay. are belt driven directly from uh, like your cam. Okay. So with a supercharger, or sorry, turbocharger, it uh the exhaust coming out of your engine mm-hmm. is spins a turbine okay and uh that exhaust continues out through your muffler and everything or mm-hmm. if you even have a muffler and then there's actually right. a secondary turbine that's spinning with the one that spooled up from your exhaust mm-hmm. and that 
uh, secondary turbine actually is forcing air into your engine. So it's taking the exhaust that's spinning a turbine and that okay. actually forces more air in your air. engine. Yes, fresh okay. air, not exhaust. Right. So that actually, uh, so, you know, more air in a fire will make it burn faster, faster and hotter. Yeah. So same concept with like a car. If you shove air into the, more air into the engine, mm -hmm. uh, it's not naturally aspirated. So it's going to rev up faster and higher. So it's going to make the power delivery a lot more efficient. But when you have something that makes your car run faster, right. you can't really have stock parts in it. Otherwise, you're going to destroy your engine. Right. So he had to go through and rebuild all the internals to like a new crankshaft, um, new connecting rods, pistons, even got a new camshaft, which mm -hmm. in short will make the car go a lot faster and oh, sound yeah. a lot louder and lumpier, I guess, lopier. I don't know how to describe it. Um, It'll sound more like a muscle car, even though it's a Japanese car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, he's in the process of getting it all back together. He's got the engine in there. Um, I think he's just waiting on like the comp the car's computer, the ECU. Yeah. Because when you change up how the car runs, oh, you the probably... stock the stock computer won't recognize right what's happening and it will freak out. So yeah. you need to get like a modified computer that Start will throwing codes and stuff like yep, that. Yep. Yep. That way the the car knows what's happening. <laughs> okay. Interesting. So. I assume you'd, you'd have to buy, like, a turbocharger computer, oh. like, specifically um, for the type of charger you got. You know, I'm not exactly sure, because I'm not much of a car person. That's okay. Nick. <laughs> I like motorcycles. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, he's actually, this is what, he's, he's done a lot of research, and people have told him at his, at his work, the mechanics there, saying that the car is possibly going to push forward. 350 to 400 horsepower God, which is like dang. four times as much as the stock horsepower yeah. and uh he's gonna dyno it for sure to you know get the exact number but that's what he's kind of shooting for hoping for you know does he like to buy tires you know he says he's going to be going through them he got a differential lock so that it's not there's not going to be like peg leg burnouts oh, okay both the tires will be spinning at the same time yeah. but yeah okay is it front wheel or rear wheel drive it's front so it's okay. wrong it's wrong wheel drive yeah well <laughs> So he's not going to do, like, spin-outs necessarily. No, but... no, no. I would say even for his personality, I think a front-wheel drive car uh, would be a lot safer for him. Mm -hmm. be less chance of him spinning out because, you know, he does kind of have a lead foot, kind of like I have a, oh, really? what would you even call that, you know? A lead wrist? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's what you'd call <laughs> it, but sure. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I might have to get Cutter on to explain yeah, he'd, he'd all probably... All that specifically. He would be really good person to explain all that all the car stuff i'm not ignore most of the stuff i say because um i'm not the best at it okay well then let's talk about dirt bikes dirt bikes dirt bikes so what got you into dirt biking uh i would motorcycles like, dirt biking i guess uh i would like to say i think one of the only people that i kind of grew up with that ever did it at the time was my uncle mm -hmm. uh he still well i mean his bike's got problems now but he still rides and he's got a street bike and a dirt bike. I'm actually, I have actually have the carburetor for his dirt bike at my house. Cause the dirt bike is kind of pooping out. It's not, it's not running. Oh really? But yeah, I think he originally kind of planted the seed, mm -hmm. but uh, it took me a kind of a long time of research and just like thinking to actually kind of try to pursue the hobby. Yeah. Um, a uh, good friend of mine, we, uh, he was the one that helped me you know, actually kind of like pushed me and was like, all right, you're going to buy this project bike. <laughs> so yeah, my first bike was a, was a, 
uh, piece of doo-doo. It didn't run. It was like missing the top end of the engine. And there's just a bunch of stuff that was wrong with it. So he oh, actually, yeah. he helped me along in uh, rebuilding this and I sold it for some money um, to, you know, put towards like another bike. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've, I've gone through a few bikes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do you guys ride? Uh, dirt bikes or just like street bikes? Dirt bikes. Um, you know, the places that I've rode are at my uncle's and, you know, at that friend's property and in Capitol mm-hmm. Forest. Okay. Fun fact, that's where I basically broke my neck <laughs> oh really was it up in capital forest yep oh gosh do you want to go into that story at all about uh, how you broke your neck uh we, we could we could i got time that might make for a, a little story yeah <laughs> um actually i actually uh don't remember that crash at all so everything that i have to go off of of how i crashed and yeah. where i crashed and stuff is from my buddy who was right behind me so what 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 happened before it? Do you remember what happened? Like, uh, I think the furthest back I can remember is probably two or three minutes, judging by like what I told him. I remembered uh-huh. he was like, "Yeah, it was about two or three minutes before the crash." But then after that, it's just it's gone. It, it was one of those things where, like, you know, people say, "I woke up in the hospital." It yeah. was like one of those things where I actually was like, "Did I? Did we crash? Like, <laughs> I'm in the hospital." <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah. So, so you guys were riding in capital forest yeah and uh, actually these, what were you riding these uh were not dirt bikes we usually took dirt bikes up into capital forest but these mm-hmm. were uh uh 1985 honda atc 185 so they're three wheelers mm-hmm. so two wheels in the back one wheel in the front um yeah. definitely a bad decision to hop on those everybody <laughs> that i ever told that i even considered riding them uh told me it was a no-go don't do it that's why they don't make them anymore too many people died on them oh gosh so they don't make those anymore Mm -hmm. Uh, just because too many people got hurt but yeah this this specific bike that i had did not have suspension rear suspension at least so they uh relied on their big balloon tires so these tires were like really big they're Mm -hmm. just all full of air yeah and that's kind of like what absorbed most of like anything you, you went over and what my buddy said happened was we were flying down this skinny dirt road with mm-hmm. our dirt gravel road and there's a deep pothole that kind of snuck up on us and mm-hmm. the wheel went in and bounced out and it completely flipped over oh because it's only front suspension yeah only the front and there's that one tire in the front there's two in the back so it tends to bounce side to side uh-huh. instead of bouncing like up and down um so that left wheel went into a pothole and then it flipped over to the right and he said i just kind of let go of the bike and i landed on my head <laughs> oh geez so did you did you hit a tree with your head or did you hit the ground with your head i uh, hit the ground okay yeah going he said about 45 50 miles an hour so because we were basically topping the bike the the little three wheelers out yeah so would you what was the first thing you remembered afterward um see i don't know if these are false memories if, okay uh but i do kind of have almost like still image memories yeah uh, I kind of remember, I think the earliest thing I remember is just kind of looking up through the trees. Mm-hmm. Not much. I, I see. I don't remember if that's actually something that I do remember because right. that kind of image popped into my mind several weeks after the crash and people kept telling me memories might come back. Yeah. But, uh, still I don't remember crashing at all. I couldn't okay. tell you what th- went through my head Yeah. in the air, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I couldn't tell you if my life flashed before my eyes, <laughs> but, um, and then after that, uh, pretty much pulling into the hospital. I remember okay. a little bit. I remember his mom was standing there waving, you know, waving us in. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, it was a quite a long drive to get there from what he told me. Because Capital Forest to Centralia Hospital is about 40 minutes. Because mm-hmm. we were in the backside of Oakville, past Oakville. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you guys, so how'd he get you So back? yeah, we were out there about four or five miles. And uh-huh. uh, the car we used to get out there was at the very start of the trail. Uh-huh. So we were actually both on three wheelers. So I crashed mine and actually he crashed as well. He just managed to not land on his head. Yeah. Um, so he, he was pretty bunged up, but he dumped my three wheeler in the bushes. He apparently left a walkie talkie with me. He says I wasn't talking, but he yeah. still left it there with me, yeah. and he rode back to grab the car. Okay. So he um, grabbed the car. He drove out through, like, logging trails on this, in a minivan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something that, like, it was still kind of sketched to, like, take the three-wheelers out. So, like, he was going yeah. over big hills and ruts yeah. and stuff in a minivan. And he th- picks me up, throws me in there from what he told me. And he drives me all the way to Centralia Hospital. And uh, okay. from there, that's kind of like when I started to... Did uh, he lay you down in the car? Or did he have you sit up? He sat me up. I think. Oh, or interesting. He, uh, or it was reclined. I don't really remember yeah. all that much. But from what he did tell me was... Uh, he he said he knew I broke my jaw. Cause, mm-hmm. So actually, here. Let's go over what hap- what I broke. Okay. So the I fra- injury list. Yes, injury list. Here we go. So I fractured my skull... I uh, broke my jaw in two places. I broke my elbow and wrist. Thank God my legs did, didn't like take hardly any damage. Yeah. And uh, one of the last ligaments like on my neck coming mm-hmm. up to my skull was like, it wasn't quite broke, but it was like sprained from what yeah. I remember. Um, so I was in a neck brace for four months, three, yeah. three, three or four months. But yeah. Um, he, he says when I was in the car riding there that I thought I was losing teeth, but I actually didn't lose any, but I was like freaking <laughs> out because I thought I was losing teeth or something. Oh, God. But, uh, yeah. He said like my jaw was, this is kind of gross, but <laughs> my jaw was kind of like, you, you could see it a little bit oh, from off. what he said. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So they wired your jaw shut? Yeah. That was probably out of like the whole hospital experience the recovery process is probably the worst thing just because mm-hmm. my jaw was wired shut for three weeks yeah. and everything was through a straw, like food, water, medications. They had to like grind up pills and like, oh, suck them through a straw. That honestly, I think that was probably one of the worst parts. It was like taking a, you know, oxy. Okay. The oxycodone wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was, the, it was the taste. Yeah. Like just grinding it up and having to suck that through a straw, like every two hours or something. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> Gosh, and you'd, you'd kind of want it in a situation like that. Yeah. I took, um, so when I had my uh, wisdom teeth out. Yeah. Totally nothing along the same lines as what you experienced. But they gave me uh, oxycodone, oxycontin, something like that. Yeah. I took one of those pills, and I was like, screw this, dude. I will deal with the pain and take ibuprofen. Because it wrecked me. Yeah. Like it just, I lost all sense of time. I felt stupid. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't like that. I was on oxycodone for, so the whole time I was in the hospital, I had it. Mm-hmm. And I think how, many, a, how long were you in the hospital? Uh, just under a week. Okay. Up, so actually from Centralia hospital, I was flown up to Harborview that night and oh, I wow. spent about, almost a week there. Hmm. I won't go into all the gritty details of that. Cause there yeah. are some very unpleasant things oh, I'll bet. that went down. <laughs> 
I'll bet. Yeah. Gosh, that's that's really bad. so. Uh, what have you learned? <laughs> Did you learn anything uh, from that? Wear more gear than a t-shirt. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, wear a helmet that fits you. Okay. Because the helmet I was wearing was slightly too big for me. And I think that's where the, most of my head and jaw injuries came from was because my head was able to jostle around inside there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, number one, don't ride three-wheelers. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Yeah, just stay People off those things. Know. Although I did ride the same three-wheeler that I crashed uh, a couple weeks ago. Just to say that I rode you it You gotta again. get back on the horse, right? Yeah, yeah. Just to say that I rode it. It was still pretty all bent up and mangled from the crash. No brakes. But, yeah. you know, who needs those? <laughs> who needs brakes? Yeah. You gotta conquer that fear, though. You gotta get, you know, back on it and do yeah. it again. But hey, I... People think I'm crazy, but I still do like the hobby and the sport of riding bikes. Mm-hmm. So, I still do it. Yeah. I mean, if... People get injured doing everything, mm-hmm. right? People lose fingers woodworking. I've got relatives, okay? Like, they're missing all of their fingernails because ah. they sent it to through a table saw, Yep. right? Um, okay, okay, okay. Out of all the saws that I work with at work, table saws. They're the scariest ones there. Dude, they are. Yeah. And I've got, you know, one of my grandpas is missing, like, all of his, the end, like, his fingernails, right? Because table saw. Um, and then my other grandpa hasn't lost any fingers, because he's like, I am freaking terrified. And he, this is the grandpa that doesn't say he's scared of anything, mm-hmm. right? But he's like, I am terrified of table saws. Because he's seen so many people lose fingers, you know, get big chunks taken out. It's, They're scary. You know, There's like no guard on them or anything. They're just sitting there. No, no. And, you know, it's just what you're trying to do, you get so lax. You're just doing yeah. it. Over. I mean, it's like a especially, bandsaw, right? Especially if you just do it over and over you just kind of get into a groove and if you mm-hmm. you kind of stop paying attention and you lose you, you stop focusing on what you're doing you you, yep. don't, you don't even realize that you're like there's that danger right there and i would assume it's almost the same thing as riding a riding a bike right you can get so used to it there are times that, that you start that you start to lose your edge yeah especially if you're just kind of out by yourself and especially if you're just kind of cruising you're not because mm-hmm. if if you're if you're actually kind of hauling yeah. You really can't not focus. You have to focus right. if, you're, if you're speeding around. But it's, I feel like one of the more dangerous times can be is when you're just cruising, you're thinking, and mm-hmm. you know, you're know you not really paying attention. So yeah. that's one of the things you kind of have to discipline yourself. I still am not great at it, but there are times where you definitely catch yourself, your mind wandering, and you really got to yeah. kind of ho- bring that back in and just think about what you're doing because mm-hmm. really motorcycles are pretty dangerous. Yeah, because you don't, you don't have that protection of a car. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of situations where you just, you feel very vulnerable. You know, you see a car pull up uh, to an intersection and you're, you know, they're at a stop sign and you don't have a stop sign. You're going, you don't know if they see you. You, right. I, I like to make eye contact, but that's usually at like the last second. That's yeah. just the good reassuring confirmation that they see me is when I have the eye, eye contact. But when right. I don't, it is really one of the most, like, it can be very scary. You don't know if they're going to pull out, especially mm-hmm. if you see their wheels start to creep forward because right. you know if they pull out at that moment there's nothing you can do you just yep. you can't you don't have time to swerve you don't have time to break mm-hmm. you're gonna hit them so it's it can be really <laughs> nerve-wracking sometimes in town yeah so as a motorcyclist what do you want um people who drive cars uh, so 99 percent of the population what do you want 99 percent of the population to know when you're driving a motorcycle around just just be more observant you know mm-hmm. i know we all like to just quickly look left and then go but your brain doesn't really register when you see something that small 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you're used to seeing, you know, big metal cages rolling around. Yeah. So if you see that, your brain's going to tell you don't go. But sometimes if you just flick your head to the left or right and you don't see a car, your brain kind of ignores the bike. Mm-hmm. So just really consciously, you know, it's hard to tell a car driver that because even I have a hard time doing that when I'm driving a car. I'm so much more relaxed driving mm-hmm. a car. Uh, I mean, I don't really blame you that much, all the car, yeah. all the car drivers, but things happen. So what's the most dangerous area for a for a motorcyclist that people should be aware of uh busy intersections or just uh in town not necessarily at traffic lights but just where like where there's stop signs meeting highways or Mm -hmm. heavy traffic roads when it's busy so you know your mind's already kind of like oh geez you're all flustered because it's already busy traffic time you know rush hour so mm-hmm. if you're just trying to get somewhere quickly, you might not spot that little guy mm-hmm. on his bike. Okay. So for other motorcyclists or people that are considering doing motorcycle stuff, what would be your advice to them? Somebody who's like not done it a whole lot. Like I've run, I've, I've, we had a dirt bike for a little bit and mm-hmm. used to ride it around the yard. Um, ridden little mopeds around. Uh, nothing like actually hell did i ride a big motorcycle one time basically 150 cc i think yeah. is about the biggest thing that i've been on okay um so for somebody who hasn't done it a whole lot but is considering doing it what are some what are some of the big things to kind of understand yeah um be very conscious of where you are relative to everybody else on the road so just like mm-hmm. really pretend like you're invisible because a lot of the times people don't see you so you just have to kind of be in the mindset that people don't see you and just yeah. kind of put yourself in a position that will benefit you the most if they don't see you. So like ride very defensively, which sometimes riding defensively, you have to be kind of aggressive to get out of like blind. Right. If somebody pulls into yep. a, bl- if somebody puts you in their blind spot, you have to move. Mm-hmm. You have to either go forward or slow down. Um, another thing I would say is get a small bike. Don't get something that you can get in trouble on because yep. if you're not smooth with the controls, you can end up crashing just because you weren't, you didn't have smooth delivery of, you know, power. Right. Um, and then also just, I would say actually one of the more important things would be proper gear because okay. you can get in a crash with no gear and you'll be a lot better off if you had a safe, well-fitting helmet, jacket, pants, boots, gloves, everything that will mm-hmm. save, literally save your skin. <laughs> yeah. You know, I get, I get. Yeah, just, I don't know if it's me, I think it's probably just my my problem. I get really nervous when I'm around motorcyclists on the road, mm-hmm. because some of them are only wearing a t-shirt. Like, they got a helmet, right? Because a helmet's required. Yeah. But they got that helmet that, like, cuts off right at the bottom of their skull. Well, actually, yeah, we call those brain buckets. Um, yeah. Actually, in Washington, it's not required to wear a helmet. Is it not? It's not. That's, I thought that's it was from required. like from what I've heard, it's not. I know if you drive into Oregon, it'll say helmets required. Okay. Because I mean, I've I gave my helmet to somebody one time, and I put them on the back, and I decided to ride around with no helmet. Probably one of the dumber decisions. <laughs> Didn't crash or anything, but still, it's very nerve wracking. Oh, jeez, I'll bet. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so have the proper gear. Um, have the proper bike that would uh, kind of fit your style and make sure it's not too big. Okay. You know? 
and uh, just be conscious of where you are relative to other cars and just know that other cars probably don't see you. So are there biking stereotypes though? Oh yeah. Are there like... I mean, 100%. So like the guys on the Harleys, mm-hmm. I see like they're passing each other northbound, southbound and they like throw a sign up or oh, whatever yeah, yeah. at each other. The sport... Do, do, do... Will Harley riders throw up a sign for somebody riding a Yamaha or somebody riding a Kawasaki? Are they going to do that? Yeah. I would say not as much, but they do. They do. Okay. There are definitely those guys that are just like, you know, kind of jerks. They stack up. They uh, they really don't like... Because really, the, the motorcycle world is very split between the cruisers and the sport bikes. Okay. And then there's like the sport touring guys. They love everybody. They're <laughs> the just, sport they're, touring guys. They're like everybody. the Canadians of the, <laughs> of, of the motorcycle world. You know? The Canadians. Yeah. They, they, they give everybody the little biker wave. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sport bike guys, they'll definitely give the other sport guy, guys waves. Harley guys will give the Harley guys waves. But then, you know, every once in a while, you got to be a little nice and just, you know, yeah. they're all on two wheels, so yeah. give them a little wave. Two wheels good, four wheels bad. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Take it back to Animal Farm. Well, actually, though, like, riding bikes has given me a new appreciation for my car because oh, yeah? I love riding my bike. I'll ride as much as I can and, like, whenever I can. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I'll even ride in the rain, but when the weather's, like, actually really crappy... Yeah. It gives me a, an appreciation for my for my car. Yeah. Because I'm dry, it's warm, mm. and I'm not as stressed out. Yeah. I'm not saying riding is stressing stresses you out, but it can in some situations. You, you, you can be aware. You can be a lot more relaxed in a car. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I appreciate my car a lot more now. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. See, there's there's a lot to doing dirt bikes. For I mean, for instance, my. Um, my grandpa is a big, one of my grandpas is a big motorcycle rider. Yeah. But he rides, what does he call them, Rokons? They're like, they're big bikes. So, right, so they got like these wheels that are about this big. Mm-hmm. But they're like, I don't know, six inches wide. Yeah. Right? And they're like old bikes from the 60s. Okay? And they're basically meant for off-road. I mean, it's like ATV tires. Yeah. On a motorcycle. Interesting. So, and they're heavy as all get out yeah huge bikes um they might even be diesel what i don't know there's weird weird bikes right that'd be weird um and he so he would ride those he's got some dirt bikes some mopeds and stuff like that his whole the reason us grandkids never really got into dirt bikes like he did is because he couldn't look our parents in the eye and say yeah i got your kids into dirt bikes and they got hurt that was one of the biggest things for my dad was he always rode dirt bikes growing up Mm -hmm. he never really even really told me much about them he didn't want to get me into them he said it was fine if i did Mm -hmm. he just didn't want to be the one to he wanted me to discover it on my own that way he wouldn't feel responsible if i were to hurt myself which is probably a good thing because i i have (laughs) yeah um and that's that's kind of one of the interesting things that I learned. I learned a, a respect for two-wheeled vehicles when we when we had a little one mm-hmm. out here. Um, just the amount of skill that it takes to change gear, know what gear you can get up to. I mean, I totally skinned my knee. I still got a scar wow. from it, you know. Um, just And I dumped it in, like, sand. Yeah. Because this soil out here is just basically sand. And uh, we had some trenches that we had dug back in the day for like airsoft and stuff and um 
I dumped it going through one of the, you know, the dunes, basically, that we had. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, gosh, that hurt so bad for weeks. Yeah. I had to, like, cover my knee when I went in the shower, oh. and, oh, it sucked. Yeah. But, um, no, it was definitely, it was a good experience. Uh, I've ridden quads. Have you ridden quads? Oh, yeah. I almost, I mean, they're much easier to pick up, much easier to yeah. learn and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I would almost say those are more dangerous just because they have, the vehicle has a lot more potential to actually hit you in a crash. Yeah. With like a bike, you crash it, the bike keeps going, and you kind of separate from it. With a quad, they flip, they tumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely, I've never flipped a quad. I've been close Yeah. a couple times because I took a corner a little too, a little too sharp, just riding in circles Yeah. in a pasture. Um, but there, there's definitely been some times if basically my grandparents, like they knew, they knew they had to stop encouraging it when we had like eight of the grandkids out there and there was this one place in the, in this pasture that you could actually do like a a legit jump. And so we would take it and it was like a little 50 CC quad, right? It was tiny. Yeah. And we would go, right? you, you, you'd hammer it down and then you just go as hard as you could up to this jump and then you'd like try to grab it right at the end and pull it up. And we'd start, we'd like hold up like two fingers if you got two wheels off the ground and we'd hold up four fingers if you got all the wheels off the ground. Um, and that's when they were kind of like, all right, oh, someone's going to get hurt. Somebody literally like we would put our head to the ground. We're only like, five feet away from where somebody's just about to ride up yeah on a hill right got our head to the ground just like looking at this looking, <laughs> looking at to where see the quads gonna jump the wheels got off the ground yeah. did they get off the ground okay you win you know yeah you got like five inches you got like 10 inches got, like six feet of air <laughs> no and it, that's what it felt like yeah you were like oh i totally got four wheels off i probably got like three feet off the ground they're like no oh, you got like three inches bro <laughs> it wasn't that much um but yeah no that was that was fun back in the day but um i definitely like to get back and doing like like off-road quadding just to i'm not so i'm not somebody you could probably tell following me in my car on the way here yeah i'm not a speed demon yeah i mean (laughs) i don't go fast i I like i like the journey to get there and i think that's what attracts a lot of people to probably dirt bike riding in the forest right Mm -hmm. because it's not all about it's not about like sick bmx jumps it's not about all that kind of stuff it's about it is a lot about the environment of, of where, yeah. you're, where you're cruising through. Yeah. At least for me. You know, you can get to cool vantage point. You can see, like, all of Capital Well, not all of Capital Forest, but a good chunk. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really pretty up there. Yeah. That's part of the experience. Is there a lot of... Um, is there any riding that happens, like, near the ocean on the coast? Not that I've done. Okay. Have you ever been down to the dunes? I think it's in Oregon. Nope. I've actually never gone on okay. the sand dunes with quads or bikes. I've got some family members that almost got into some really tough places because they took dirt bike. Uh, no, they took quads to the dunes. Yeah. And that used to be like a vacation they did every year. And they did it for like five years. And then one of the grandkids dumped a bike and um, like freaked everybody out. Really yeah. Bad, and they never went back. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that might have been... That was probably about the same time we were jumping quads over this. And I think it was just all this happened at the same time. And they were like, like all right, these well. kids are going to get hurt. Yeah. They are going to get hurt. We need to stop this. Um, so anyway, 
that was fun times. I don't think I think I've I've been injured more by airsoft. Oh yeah, I remember you broke like a collarbone or something, right? No, that was my friend. Oh, that was your friend. My friend broke a collarbone. Oh, I so I chipped a tooth, broke a tooth, um, and I ripped the tendon in my right arm. Jeez, this tendon. Uh, I ripped it off the bone, and it actually took bone with it. Really? Yeah. They looked. They took an X-ray of it because I was I was out for like a month. How did How did that happen? I must not have been at that one. Did you ever go out to the place we played in? It was out way past Yelm. Guy named Timothy Sizemore. No. Mm-mm. Okay. It's Cougar Mountain Bible Camp, is what it was, hmm. and it was just this Bible. It's this camp that this guy had, way out there, um, and we would play. Actually, no, I don't think you were ever there. No, I don't think I went there. Yeah, uh, so we had a lot of people that came one time, but this one particular time when I hurt myself, um, there were, like, roads and stuff, and you would, like, walk down a road and then get ambushed from either side, and you'd, like, play around in the buildings and stuff. Yeah. And, like, shoot. So it was really, it was a great place to play. It was, like, an hour and a half commute to get out there, so it really sucked. Was it out towards, like, Graham or something? Ooh, that's a good question. May have been. Okay. All I remember is going out past Yelm, feeling like I was near Clearwood. Okay. If you know where Clearwood is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was somewhere out there. And basically, I was running across a road. And being a klutz, I tripped over my own feet. Oh, yay. And when I fell... I went to protect the 150 bucks of gear that I had put into this little gun, uh-huh. and I tripped and I fell right on my elbows. And so I skinned up my elbows, and I crossed the street, didn't get hit, and then I played the rest of the day. But when I woke up the next morning, I couldn't turn my arm left or right without horrible pain yeah. in my hand, and I was like, I did something. So, uh, actually, no, it was, it was incredibly stiff, too. So, like, I could turn it maybe, like, an inch either way, and it would just hurt really bad. So, we went to the doctor. They sent me to get x-rays, and turns out, actually, I tore bone. Oh, shoot. I didn't know that you could actually tear bone. That's crazy. That I thought tendons were With, ripped. like, your tendon, yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I couldn't do competitive shooting for a while, um, and I didn't play airsoft for a little bit. Shucks. So, I've given much for the sport. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, no, but my friend did break his collarbone. Uh, Jared broke his collarbone. Was that at the Grand Orfs? No, that was here. Oh, that was here. Yeah. Oh. I, it was. It's. He tripped over his own feet again. Yeah. Yeah. Another one of those. Ran out into the the street out oh, here. Gosh. Jeez. Um. Ran out into the street. Fell. I think he was trying to protect his gun again. And uh, rolled wrong. Just snapped that bone. That sucks. Yeah, it was really bad. My brother actually, because we sold all of Airsoft stuff mm-hmm. years ago, but my brother, he actually picked up, he actually dropped, I think it was like 450 bucks on like this AEG. I don't know what gun really? it is. But it's really compact. It's like an 11.9 like lipo battery. It, it shoots, dude. Oh, so this is recent? He bought, it, he bought another one? Just a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he going to go... He's going to plan on go play somewhere, but I'm not sure where. Okay. There's a new field called South Sound Airsoft. 
apparently. Oh, yeah? It's around here. They got buildings and all hmm. sorts of stuff they built. Um, looks pretty cool. I think I'm going to try to go this summer with Forrest and see if we can go catch a game out go there. Go check it out. Yeah. It should be, it should be pretty cool. Cool. Um, I got another subject. Oh, yeah? Memes. Oh, yes. The, the Maymays. Meme review. <laughs> so, can you remember what your first meme was? My first meme. Uh, I think my first introduction to, like, the word meme was probably right around the time, you know. Remember when, like, the troll face kind of collection was yep. going around? Yep. I was like, what OG is... days. Somebody was, like, showing me this, and I was like, what is this? And he was like, it's a meme. And I was like... A what? <laughs> a what? Yeah. But the first time I actually got into like anywhere near what we call memes today, mm. you know, with like Scumbag Steve and Bad Luck Brian, if you know those guys. Oh, back then. Was, uh, OG memes. I was on, here, I was on a Google Plus. Oh, Google Plus. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I followed this page. It was like called Sanitarium. It was okay. like clean Christian humor. Was. <laughs> and they posted. They posted like Christian memes. Uh-huh. And I thought that was like, that was the stuff, dude. Like <laughs> this was hilarious. They'd post yeah. like two things a day and I was just like rolling every time. Right. Yeah. I thought this stuff was amazing. But yeah, that's like the, my early meme days. I was probably like 12. 12? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So how has it evolved for you? Uh, it's gotten more and more abstract. It's to the point where like, if I try to show somebody that's not into meme culture, like a meme that I like, they'll think I'm crazy. Yeah. No, I get the same thing too. Cause you know, sometimes I'll get a, I'll get a good picture out of something and I'll be like, Oh, this is a meme. Yeah. This is a good meme right yep, here. Yep. Uh, you know, fresh, rare, like rare vine compilations yeah. or something. Like, yes. This is a rare meme. And, um, they're like, what, why do you think this is funny? Yeah. This yeah. is not funny. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know how much everybody who's listening knows about memes, but the original, where the word meme comes from, maybe I should Google this real quick. That's something I actually don't know. Where does, where does the word meme come from? So it was actually written in 1974 or something like that. Um, And it was done by a scientist. I think it was Richard Dawkins um, wrote a paper um, the Selfish Gene by Richard Dawkins in 1976. And basically what it did was it conceptualized the idea of a cultural gene. So instead of gene, it's meme. Yeah. Right. That would continue through, that would continue kind of like a virus. Yeah. Almost from person to person. And that's basically what a meme is. Essentially it is. Um, Let's see. What is? Wiki, let's go to Wikipedia because Wikipedia is always right. Yeah, they have all the juicy stuff. All the juicy stuff. So a meme, according to Wikipedia, is an idea, behavior, or style that spreads from person to person within a culture, uh, often with the aim of conveying a particular phenomenon, theme, or meaning represented by the meme. And so, um, let's see. It's pretty bare. That's a pretty good bare bones interpretation of. What yeah. a meme actually is if you really break it down yeah it originated from dawkins uh 1976 book the selfish gene um so anyway it's kind of basically you take a picture or you take uh i haven't seen any gifs 
that are memes. Yeah, those those never really took off. Reddit no. tries, but yeah, sorry get, Reddit. Never get too many upvotes. No, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get upvoted. So, um, and they, they've gone through several iterations. We had old style memes where it was just text. It was big white text on the flashy background with like the picture of like a person or something. Yeah, uh, type into Google uh, "bad luck Brian." Yep, and you'll get all of "bad luck Brian." Good guy, good guy Greg was another one. Um, what were some other ones that I liked? Uh, Scumbag Steve. Scumbag Steve was a good one. The like, um, uh, it was kind of like Good Guy Greg and and Scumbag Steve were. Philosoraptor. Oh, Philosoraptor was a good one. I remember, those were some good memes I I was able to make from Philosoraptor. I think, probably one of the earliest memes that kind of still points to like the, the memes that we still use, mm-hmm. is a, uh, Disaster Girl. It's probably like one Disaster of the. Girl. I'm not sure. One I've of like the one. earliest forms. You know what the the little girl, uh, kind of, oh, kind of smiling with the smiling. fire in the background. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I wow. feel like that one's like the most modern old meme. Yep. Well, it was, and I think, this meme, specifically embodies, the um. What what would you call that? The. Not sarcastic, but sort of. Um, meme culture has a, uh, a dark side. Yeah, basically, it's a dark. I'm trying to think of the actual word. What's the word? Sinister. No, there's a cynicism. Okay. I think cynicism is the word. So you're, you're very cynical. Okay. Meme yeah. culture is very cynical. Yeah. Um, so like basically, you know, bad luck, Brian tries to talk to a girl yeah throws up yep like that's that's meme culture basically if it if it can go wrong it will go wrong and a lot of it is people making fun of themselves yeah There's or always... making fun of their friends for doing something silly uh-huh it's always like i don't know from what i've seen and heard it's always like the meme lord is always like like the most lonely like depressed guy <laughs> yes <laughs> who just laughs it off true. by making memes about himself and which is kind of funny because my uh my nickname in one of the group chats for christian club is meme lord oh yeah uh so i'm I, uh, i'm the trump memer on that one yes on the group you chat are, you are the trump <laughs> memer which i've got to say are og like og political commentary memes. <laughs> yes it is, and, and you triggered people <laughs> you have legitimately triggered people there's a couple with people, those memes. Couple, couple names i can bring up yeah um but i think memes are a great way to trigger someone with but you're still i mean and get away with it and get away with it because yeah you know it's a meme bro <laughs> yeah it's it's a meme dude calm down you know yeah whether you meant it to trigger them or not uh-huh um, it's still a way to like poke fun at people, basically. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's some OG like Trump memes, Bernie memes, uh, anything political can be memed. Oh, yeah. um, James Mattis, Jim Mattis, the uh, sec def, he used to be the Secretary of Defense. Um, let me see, Mad Dog Mattis, maybe. Okay, he was a former Marine general. And he, uh, Trump brought him in as a Secretary of Defense. And basically, his big meme 
was he said in a he's somebody said, "Excuse me, Mr. Mattis, what keeps you what keeps you up at night?" And he said, "Oh, nothing keeps me up at night. I keep people up at night." I think I heard this one at one yeah. point. That was and that was his meme. Yeah, like he's like the patron saint of destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because of his nickname, because you don't get the nickname in the Marine Corps Mad Dog without seriously having done some crazy stuff. Yeah, and got away with it. So, uh, anyway, uh, where was I going with that? Uh, political memes. Political memes getting away with yeah, it. triggering people. Yeah. So the point is, memes are fun. I get triggered by memes. It's just kind of a fun way to interact with the culture. Yeah. I guess for lack of a better way of putting it. Um, Rest in peace, uh, European Union. <laughs> Rest, article yeah, 13. gosh, what is that? Article 13 they yeah. have? Is it Article 13? Yep. yep. Yeah, so... Art- I, I know it's passed, but I don't know if it's in effect yet. Can you take us through what Article 13 is? Uh, apparently, it's like a... Uh, I don't know a ton about it, but it does have to do something like copyright mm-hmm. laws over there. So it's like really strict copyright laws trying to limit what people can, uh, I guess, post or put out on the internet that's mm-hmm. like copied. So basically, if you if you post a meme, right, uh, it's technically copied content. Right, because most of the pictures that are used in are, memes are, are come from photos of whatever, and somebody owns that. Yeah. But I think what they're doing is, so there's a there's a fair use right mm-hmm. rule, and if you follow um, Stephen Crowder, just throw, throwing out a political commentator. Stephen, do you watch Stephen Crowder stuff? I know. Okay, so basically he's under scrutiny by YouTube all the time, and they keep like taking down his videos because somebody copyright strikes his content because he does parodies. A lot of the time. So he okay. did a parody of a Kiss, like the band Kiss. Yeah. Uh, their one of their music videos, uh, but he did it as Trump instead of Doctor Love. Yeah. The Kiss song Doctor Love. It was Doctor Trump. It was yeah, so stupid and funny, but um, anyway, the deal is they copy they copyright strike it right. Um, and I guess that's what the European Union is doing right now. Somebody owns that content, and because memes are not transforming the content in mm-hmm. enough of a way, yeah, they're 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 staying pretty similar to, but they're using like direct pictures or even videos, right, of the original content. And I think it's not enough, and that's kind of why they're creating this. But it's, and you know, they have they don't have a First Amendment over there, um, so it's easier for them to get away I guess, with that. say get away with you know taking down memes for a lot of people yeah which is too bad i mean memes are such a culture is that where deep frying memes came from jeez uh don't even get started on that dude there's so many that's one of the things like if i tried to show somebody like one of those kind of memes they would be yeah. like what's wrong with him yeah yeah <laughs> so the deep fried memes are um I think they're a way of getting around Article 13. And basically what they do is uh, take the meme picture and they either hyperexpose it or they doctor the f- picture in some way. Yeah. Um, maybe a good before and after is like the shack meme where it says, I sleep. 
blah, blah, blah. I sleep. Yeah. And then something, something, this is good. Yeah. yeah or yeah. whatever. Um, let, me, let me just type in Shaq meme and see what I can happen. Shaq meme. But of like extremely abstract uh, kind of memes that people can, they still understand the meme because they had seen it like it's true form originally. Yeah. So type in, type in Shaq meme, I sleep. And you can see kind of the before and after of what. Um, what's that? I was going to try to see that, that Shaq meme you got there. <laughs> you got to come over to the... I can't really. Uh, so anyway, it's a, Shaq, it's a Shaq meme. So the before is like a regular picture. And then the after is uh, basically what a deep fried meme looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just look that up. You'll, you'll see what we're talking about. Yeah, you'll think we're pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, you'll think you'll you. But here's the deal about meme culture: it's like an inside group. It's like being part of the Illuminati. If like if you're good at making memes, because I know people who are no good at making memes, like they can't for some reason. And then there's some people that they have this sick cynicism that like <laughs> they really get to the heart of a topic, and like, and they well the thing you have to be able to. St- to strum people's heart chords. Yeah. Right? You have to be able to take that, oh, they're insensitive about something, grab it and twist it. Yep. Pull it, right? And, um, my brother. <laughs> I mean, but you have to be ruthless. You have to be absolutely ruthless sometimes yep. to be able to meme well. And I think that's what's really crazy about memes is sometimes you feel really bad making one, but in the end, you're like, oh, I feel so good. <laughs> yep. You know, you just there are times going. where you make a good meme and I'm not going to go into it because I don't know. I, I, I had a, I thought I had a good meme that I was weed whacking <laughs> and this good meme popped in my head and I had the format just kind of like wait in there. And I was like, Oh yes, this is a good meme. So I, I, mm-hmm. I eventually wrote it down. You see all that in the bottom of my glass? I do. That is weird, dude. I don't know. I don't know if I drink that. <laughs> I'm going to let that sit. <laughs> yeah. For everybody listening, we've got Arnold Palmer here. And There's basically, like some... it has flocculated, <laughs> which is the actual term, by the way, for separating dirt from water. It, you put a flocculent yeah. in there, and then you take... It basically creates, I think it's what's called flock. That's weird. And flock uh, is... It's, it's like in water treatment. So if you're um, treating water... How do I know this? I worked in the finance department at Tacoma Water oh. for a little bit, and we got on tour of where they at the headwaters, basically where they collect all the water for the city of Tacoma and the surrounding area. And um, basically, they put a substance in the water that makes all of the dirt and stuff bind together hmm. and sink to the bottom, so that they can then like skim it on the top or something yeah get, skim get it the off, good water out of there out, and then you know just take the regular water and ship it down to people so it's clean um but point is that's what's that's what's happening it's kind of weird it is weird i'll show you a flocculent video after this Alrighty. uh because it's really weird it's trippy it looks it happen, like, does it looks, happen pretty fast yeah water looks regular and then all of a sudden it's got like these huge brown clumps in it that's weird yeah it's weird uh, but memes, <clears throat> memes. So modern day, we have, there's a couple different places to get good memes. Um, 
what? There's really only one good place that I would say to get like the good memes. Other, other... Okay. If you want to get OG fresh memes, original gangster fresh memes. Reddit. You have to go to Reddit. Yeah. All the places steal the memes from Reddit and they disperse them through yes. all the other platforms. Now, if you want a particular type of meme that is culled from Reddit, you have to find places on Instagram. You have to find places on Facebook. So if you want to get clean memes, if you want to get Christian memes, if you want to get, I mean, I've seen Mormon and Catholic memes, if you want to get that specific, <laughs> um, you can find those pages on Facebook, you can find those pages on Instagram, and they'll just show you those memes. But if you want a little bit of everything, the freshest and most dank memes, right, the most dank memes, uh, you have to go to Reddit, which to a certain extent, I mean, but you have to be careful on Reddit because on Reddit you will you will find memes that are not, I mean, it's not just triggering. They're just straight up like gross memes. Yeah. I mean, because the deal is people find a good thing and then they pervert it. Oh, yeah. Right? So you're going to get like really, it's not 4chan racist, but it, and to explain more, 4chan, don't go to 4chan. At least this is what I've heard. I've never actually been to 4chan, but it's like a place for like basically the, the people in society that are kind of way far on any sort of political extreme Oh yeah, to hang out. I've never been there either. Post gross memes, I guess. Racist memes, stuff like that. Uh, you'll get less of that on Reddit, but it still happens. Um, I mean... The, the Reddit mods are usually pretty good about taking yeah, some stuff yeah. down. Yeah, the Reddit mods are generally really good. I mean, the only people that can be Reddit mods are inherently gay. <laughs> Is that the deal? Yep. Oh you have God. to be gay if you're a Reddit mod. What? Why? Is that, a, is, that like, is that like a meme yeah. in and of itself? That, that's a meme in and of itself. People are Reddit. like, why are you keep downloading my stuff? Because they're gay, obviously. Wow. Huh. I've never heard that. This is interesting. So I'm learning. I'm learning memes. <laughs> I'm learning memes right now. Uh, but you know, in basically every subreddit doesn't matter what you're on, really. They're going to have memes. So I follow three, three main subreddits. But the main two are accounting, the accounting subreddit. Hmm. Hundred eight thousand followers, by the way. Wow. So that's uh, getting pretty up there. Yeah. Uh, and then there's um, the Escape from Tarkov, which is a video game. Okay. Uh, and they, they'll have memes on there about the game. Because people post them. Um, anyway. So. But those those two subreddits have memes that come up all the time. It, the accounting subreddit is far less dank. Yeah. Let's be real. A little more normie-like. Well, no. They post, they post like... You ever read the Farside comics? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they post, like, Farside stuff. Oh. And they're like, look at this fresh meme. It's and, from the 80s. And you're like, oh, 90s. my gosh, dude. Yeah. What are you doing? You must yeah. be a manager. You're not even, you know, <laughs> like, the kids. Yeah, yeah, The kids yeah. that are, like, associates or whatever. Um, spending too much time at the firm, obviously. Yep. <laughs> There's, there's a few subreddits that I follow. I mean, there's a couple big ones, you know, just straight up. There's like r slash memes and then there's r slash yes. dank memes. Uh, those all have like, you know, six, 
million followers and then like four million followers or whatever yeah but you know progressively in the last just like in the last month or two dank memes like it, it was like my favorite page but like they lowered the amount of karma you need to like post memes oh so, so all, all these junk. memes yeah they're kind of like junky memes now they're like far more normy reposts are just oh. they're just not as great anymore yeah so like upvote got, reposts yeah or whatever you, you, you just gotta you gotta go searching for like the good memes now yeah and a lot of the good stuff you gotta sort by new yeah by the way sorting by new is a meme in and of, in and of itself yep so you see how this is it's like a self-licking ice cream cone there's memes about memes about people who react to memes about oh, yeah. uh like if you're if you're on reddit there's a couple different ways to sort all the posts and one of them is by hot posts which is posts that have been upvoted liked by the most people and then the other way to sort is by new and new is um basically the newest post you're going to see like if somebody posted a second ago you're going to see those memes first yeah um and so anybody who votes by new or sorts by new and then upvotes good content they're considered like the gatekeepers of the community because they're the people that are doing the lord's work getting in there getting the good memes exposed exposing the good memes yeah keeping the trash out (laughs) right so um i have been stopped many times on reddit at the gatekeeper level because somebody posts this is crap and then it gets no upvotes and then other times i've posted and then nobody's commented on it and it's gotten like 200 300 Hmm. 600 likes See, I've never posted anything on uh, Reddit besides just some comments. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Should try some o- OC sometime. Original content. Hmm. Maybe I might have content. to do that sometime. Yeah. <laughs> um, which actually reminds me. I don't know if you saw my latest uh, meme. I'm always down to see a fresh new dank meme. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, basically, you remember, uh, and for those who are informed in memes... There was a uh, skeptical Tom. Yes. Which is basically uh, like Tom and Jerry. Yeah. So the cat. And he's kind of looking really perplexed uh, by whatever. And it's usually something like it says me, colon. Yeah. Opens window to get fresh air. Everybody else on plane. And yeah. then it shows. The, uh, uh, the perplexed, confused. The perplexed Tom. So Tom. It, you get like. You get people saying, like, whatever. Me. Takes a dump. Everyone else at the pool. Yeah, everyone else at the pool. Why? Yeah. So, basically, this is this is my uh, dank meme for... Um, this was yesterday. And, basically, it's the same exact meme format, except it's Detective Pikachu, the new movie that oh, came yeah. out. And uh, it says, me blasts highway to hell. Uh, to get pumped for the day and then after that it says everyone else in the church parking lot yeah and then it's got to go yeah the skeptical look from uh detective pikachu which by the way was not a great movie i watched that oh did you uh either the day after it came out or the day it came out i had some pretty high hopes because i was a pretty big pokemon fan back in the day same but uh did not live up to my expectations i don't it's a it was kind of like a live action yeah when they put the when they do the space jam like like space jam was probably the best did you ever watch space jam i didn't okay so it was michael jordan in the looney tunes 
essentially. Okay. And so they had Michael Jordan run around and play basketball on a green screen, basically, and then superimposed Looney Tunes over the top. Um, and that was probably the OG, like, that's probably the best live action they've ever done. Probably. Well, I don't think the problem was with the live action. I just think it was, like, the storytelling and the delivery and the consistency of that movie just mm-hmm. didn't what didn't didn't fit right. It just wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, the first twenty minutes were actually really great, just because they were intru- they were hyping everybody up. They were introducing all these characters. Everybody was feeling real nostalgic with the old music and stuff, you know. Right. Um, but then after that, it just kind of, I guess it got old, and they kept trying the same tricks over and over. But it just didn't mm-hmm. really seem to fit. <sighs> That's too bad. Yeah, they had a lot of potential, especially with Ryan Reynolds, you know, playing yeah. Detective Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You know, it's it's kind of one of those things that if you don't hit the same chord that everybody grew up, who grew up with Pokemon, if you don't hit that exact same chord in their heart, it's going to flop. Yeah. So you... People have such high expectations of what they want the movie to be like because they remember it from their childhood. And if you mm-hmm. don't hit that just right, they're going to all be upset. You didn't, you know... Yep. You didn't do Pokemon justice by, yep. you know, making this movie. And... When they started getting past the original 150 Pokemon, I can follow you to the next whatever 100 they did for, um, oh, what was that? That would have been Pokemon, in the in the video games, Pokemon Gold and Silver, I think. Uh, they added another 150 or they added another 100. Heart gold, Soul Silver. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, man, that original 150 Pokemon they released like back in the 1990s Mm -hmm. that was the og like beginnings of pokemon and i think that's what everybody's nostalgic for i think once they got into like pokemon black and pokemon white is when they started to like add like a ton more in there and it was just like getting overwhelming well yeah because who's gonna i mean you could memorize the the first 150 like as a kid yeah you would know watching the show or whatever you'd be like i know that outline of that pokemon yeah right who's that pokemon right and then you know, you get to the 350th Pokemon and you're like, I freaking don't know anymore, man. It's, it's another just blob. A, yeah, it's another black blob just sitting there. <laughs> what kind of uh, weird alien creature is this now? Yeah. Who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu! It's Clefairy! Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, Pokemon, that was really good back in the day. Yeah. I used to get really sad that Pokemon wasn't reality. Oh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> I mean, you know, unsatisfied with this reality that there's no Pokemon. I know. Well, here, here's the deal. I wanted adventure and I wanted to catch things. Did you have any pets growing up? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. So you had like chickens. a dog. So that's, oh, like 18 chickens. I meant like, did you have, did you have like a dog? Yeah. Cause that might've been cats. And okay. So kind of your, your pet need was fulfilled. I was thinking maybe it came from that want to have like a pet or something. Oh, Maybe. That's a good point. Maybe actually. like a good pet. Like if you had like a good dog or something that you just really connected with, maybe. Yeah, when I really started like actually connecting with the dog, uh, he died. Oh, I'm sorry. So, no, he was like 16 oh, at I, that time. Wow, that's he was pretty an old. Old dog. Yeah. Same type of dog like we have now. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit bigger in black and white. Anyway, and then we took us a bunch of years to get this dog that we currently have. Who's a menace? Yeah, yeah. Menace. Does your dogs ever get into, like, 
nasty stuff outside. Like. Um, I have one dog. She, when she was a puppy, she would never quit eating bark. She still does occasionally. Oh yeah. She'd always throw it up, but then she'd go back and eat more bark. Oh, um, she would occasionally eat socks. And oh no. Y- yeah. I'm not going to go into all the details, but they'd come out just fine. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. Cause a lot of them get stuck. <laughs> yeah. From what uh, I've seen on the vet shows. Yeah. Uh, we actually have several pictures or, you know, documenting when she ate money on several, I think in total she ate like over $70. Oh God. Cause she would eat. Cause there was times where we'd be like, where'd the 20 go? And we'd find like shreds of like a $20 bill just like laying oh, on the ground. We don't know what it is about money because she's gotten into money on many occasions. She, she's got expensive taste. You know, it could, but, um, could be the cocaine that everybody says, <laughs> that everybody says is on the money. Oh gosh. I, I want to do that test. You know, you can't do it with a roadside. You can't do it with a roadside drug test because they're notoriously is the amount just like too small or something? Well, no, I just mean like roadside drug tests in general that the cops sometimes use. Uh, they found that they're inadmissible in court. Like you oh. can't put them in as evidence because they only work like 50% of the time. Okay. Like they'll indicate that it's like cocaine or something and it's like flour <laughs> or it's like cheese yeah. or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what you can mistake for cocaine. But, um, I assume it's something along those lines anyway i was listening to a podcast about that oh yeah yeah it was uh on npr it's like yeah i don't know it was it was running from cops running from cops is the podcast okay and basically what they it's really hilarious what they did is they um went around and talked to people who had been like the perp that cops that the tv show cops had arrested Mm -hmm. and they like go you know were you mistreated and the person's like i don't know i was arrested what do you think i didn't do it you know or (laughs) whatever Uh, but they actually detailed some cases where because officers had cops with them in the car they actually harassed certain people that they knew were going to be good for the camera oh yeah because these people were like really they were notorious there's a lady in spokane apparently who's notorious on cops who's been on live pd and cops like two or three times oh yeah and she does meth, right? And so she's always, like, really hyper. So they're, like, you know, prodding her to, like, yeah, good no, content. Yeah. They've, they've knocked on her mom's door, like, sometimes for a week straight at, like, 2 in the, two in the morning. Yeah. Just to get, try to get this lady on cops. Because uh, she had an outstanding, outstanding warrant for, like, second-degree assault. Really? Which is, like, almost assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah. So... Or maybe it was, yeah, it might have been drug charges, skipping bail, something like that. Anyway, it was, it was just kind of funny to listen to this podcast and uh, learn that, you know, sometimes they actually do use cops to, uh, they, the shows use the police to get, like, good content. Mm-hmm. And it's been on for 20-some years now. It's the longest-running reality show in Is existence. Well, it's, it was like the first reality show ever, too. Mm. Well, it was really pretty dope. I love cops. I love watching. I've never cops. really, I mean, I've watched like YouTube compilations of them occasionally, mm-hmm. but I've never actually sat down and watched any on the TV. I mean, I don't really watch that much. It's exciting. TV in general. It's exciting to watch. They only really do the most exciting bits. 
Like, they're not going to watch the cop as the cop goes and does, like, paperwork. Yeah. Because for every traffic stop they do, they have to do, like, 10 or 15 minutes worth of paperwork. So as long as the traffic stop lasts, you have to basically be doing paperwork for about that long. I caught the subject going 70 in a 50 and wrote a ticket for them doing five over the speed limit because they cooperated with me in my investigation. Yeah. Like, you have to write all that down. Mm -hmm. So... Anyway, fun stuff. Um, is there anything you wanted to talk about specifically? Because uh, I got dirt bikes and memes on here. Dude, that was that was great. We covered basically like all that stuff. Yeah. I think, I think the meme thing is important for people to understand. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of culture, like people are trying to communicate now more and more with these small snippets. You know, little form. Vine was so popular for years because it was six second videos and you could watch 20 vines in a minute. Yeah. Or whatever. It would only be 10. I know it's only 10. But, you know, take a couple minutes, watch some vines. A lot of them are really funny. Oh, yeah. Um, and even then, they're memes. Mm -hmm. That's actually one of my favorite genre of memes is just vines, even though it's long gone. Yeah. Like you go on YouTube. And they still pop up in my recommended, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, vines that just butter my egg roll. Vines, <laughs> vines that butter my egg roll. <laughs> yeah. Rare vines for a night in. Um, clean vines is a good compilation. Yeah. Um, you don't get into sketchy stuff if you do the clean vine compilation. Yeah. <laughs> Word from the wine. Or... Uh, uh, vines that momentarily cured my depression. Oh yeah, momentarily <laughs> cured my depression. Oh, that's the other thing, is vines and memes. They have, because they're so cynical, they have a way of like making fun of people's like anxiety, yeah, and depression, and like there's specific vines out there that are like, oh my gosh, something happened, and I have crippling depression. Yep, and like, I think the people that make those in reality are like the depressed <laughs> they are the depressive and <laughs> yeah but you know and that's that's the hard thing because you then you gotta be like oh should we help them should we just maybe if we just laugh with them uh they'll feel better because we gave their meme an upvote <laughs> yeah just upvote the meme <laughs> um i don't know that's a completely different subject yeah de de depression end of the depression and anxiety riddle end of memes. You'll have to get an expert, you know, like mental health expert in here. You'll have to talk about <laughs> depression and memes and their have, correlation. I'll have to get Noah <laughs> on. Noah's taken a year of psychology classes now. Oh, cool. So, um, he might be able to shed some light on at least what the academics think <laughs> depression is. Uh, yeah. I swear there'd be like a video series just depression and memes part one <laughs> no i'll bet you i'll bet you there is one really yeah i'll bet you there is one there's probably been like some academic journals interesting that have been written about it i'll have to look into that sometime you, i'll bet you probably couldn't read it i mean it's an academic journal <laughs> no you have to pay some money to get in there oh gosh i don't have any academic journals laying around here but i have some that i need to read for class yeah every week <laughs> fun stuff <laughs> well it's it Literally, it's like super fine. 
the impact of positive media on um, earnings per share in foreign countries with GDP under $5 million. That sounds really fun to read, actually. <laughs> Some of them are, because numbers people, but... I'm not a numbers person. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have a curse, and that is, I like... I like money, and I like to see where it goes. <laughs> like, they, and I don't have to. It doesn't even have to be my money. It could, it could be, be someone else's, else's money. I just like to watch how they do. I just like how, how they people do, do business. Yeah. I like to see, like, you know, what do you do with your money? You know, how do you work things? How do you, you know? And that could be touchy sometimes because a lot of people don't want to share what they do. No, with their it money. is very true. Which is why I got into a career where people have to share yeah. their money. It's with socially me. acceptable to share what they do with <laughs> their money to you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Accounting, by the way, for everybody listening, uh, and taxes. Taxes in particular, all money. I waited till the very last minute, the second to last day to do my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, if you, so yeah, firms charge a lot of money to do taxes. Like H&R Block, uh-huh. you can get taxes done maybe like for 150, 200 bucks. But if you're coming to like a larger firm, mm-hmm. you're going to pay 500 really? minimum. Minimum. I mean, I've done my taxes myself, but... Yeah, no, just do it yourself. It's a drag. TurboTax is fine if you're, like, small. But if if you start doing, like, rentals, if you start doing um, exchanges, uh, massive stock transactions... Yeah. Like, if you start getting a 1099R, everybody out there, 1099R, if you do... If you have to do Schedule B, if you have to do Schedule D, any of that stuff, you're better off going to an accountant. Okay, yeah. Just get the professional help, get it done right, make sure you don't screw anything up. Yeah, because that, way that will come, come back and bite you in the butt. It will, and they will send you to federal prison. You don't want to be in the federal pen. Actually, you'll be in there with a bunch of white-collar people and uh, drug offenders, sometimes <laughs> nonviolent, but um, yeah, a lot of white-collar crime in federal prison. Yeah. Anywho, thank you, Brennan. Yeah, thanks on the for podcast. having me on here, dude. Was it fun? Yeah, it was. Actually, I, was, I had never done anything like this before, and I actually really enjoyed it. Was it more... Do you think it was like an interview? Did no, it, I didn't, fe- it didn't. Did it feel like an interview? Not really. It just felt okay. kind of like we were just talking. Just about like, you know, whatever subject kind that's, of rolled that's, into what we were going. That's my hope. Yeah. Is that it's more of like a conversation and not like an actual like job interview? Well, then you did a good job of that. <laughs> because I've been on some job interviews, and it's like, oh, I went on one. I won't name the organization because maybe I want to work for them later. Um... Uh, <laughs> But I walked in and it was for an internship and there was a lady and a guy interviewing me and it was eight o'clock. No, it was nine o'clock in the morning. And I sat down and the lady kept like closing her eyes for a long time and then opening them up really big. And then she'd blink a couple times and then I'd keep talking. That's unsettling. Like, well, she just like close her eyes really tight and then open them up for a second. And I was like, what is going on? Do you have a nervous tick? Yeah. No, she was just really tired apparently. So she was just like, she, she was just, just kind of hearing, border. you just hearing, she was just hearing this wah, in the background. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> I think, and the, I mean, it wasn't the most exciting, like high energy place to work anyway, but so I don't know why they were like super unimpressed with my attitude. Yeah. Subsequently, I went back for a different, another interview and kind of stepped it up a little bit. Yeah, a little bit more, a little more enthusiastic little about more enthusiastic, how you delivered spicy. all of your. Well, it was later. It was later in the day too, right? Yeah. So it's easier for me to do that. And um, yeah, they they didn't have any problems staying awake, and I still didn't get the job. 
they went with um, somebody else who was a little bit lower energy. Really? So I really couldn't, I couldn't get the right vibe. Just couldn't nail down what they wanted. Yeah. So, I mean, all I can shock it up to is like an act of God that I wasn't supposed to work there. Yeah. Yet. Um, it'd probably be good for later, later on career wise, but not now. I have too much stuff to learn. Yeah. Too many hours to work. <laughs> so with that, thanks everybody for listening. Um, Brennan, do you have anything left for the people? Uh, go to the order. Keep your memes fresh. Keep the memes fresh. Stay on Reddit. And, uh, careful on Reddit. Yeah. Be careful. And I, I think that's about it. That's about it. All right. We'll catch the rest of you guys in the next one. Heck yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Another week down. Uh, this is podcast number seven. Super excited to have Brennan in. Thank you again, Brennan, for coming into the studio that is my house that may or may not have been in disarray. I won't comment on that. So thank you to each of you listeners for tuning into the podcast. This is normally where I would plug maybe some sponsors, but I don't have any sponsors. So, I mean, if you want to sponsor the show and give me like five bucks or a dollar or even a quarter, I'll throw your name in at the end of the video. I mean, I'm not picky. Right here could be your name. Think about it. Throw me a dollar. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, hope to see you next week. Next week, I don't know who's coming in yet, but we'll have somebody cool. As always, all of my guests are cool. I mean, you listened to Donald a few weeks ago. All the guests are, quite frankly, the best. Only the best get. Okay, I'll leave, I'll leave you. That's it. That's it for this week. See you later.